Act Two of Miss Busby's Borders by Arthur Lewis Tubbs. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two Scene Dressing Room of a First Class Vaudeville Theatre. Table with mirror over it, right. On table, a profusion of makeup materials. Grease paints, powder, rouge, hare's foot, chamois cloths, etc. Hand mirror, comb and brush, and all necessary articles of the kind. A rather worn-out easy chair left center. Other chairs, trunks, posters, etc. Several dresses and stage costumes, hanging up and lying about. The room should appear somewhat untidy and mixed up, though better than the average theatrical dressing apartment being that of a star. The only door is in flat, left center. Discover Marguerite, in an elaborate stage costume, seated before mirror, right, putting the finishing touches on her makeup. There is a tap on door, center. Come in. The door is opened a crack, and Jimmy Spangler sticks his head in. Marguerite looks around. Oh, that you, Jimmy? Come on in. Jimmy, coming through door, closing it carefully behind him. Say, Miss Ma, you got time to listen to my tale of woe? Goodness me, Jimmy, you don't mean to say you've got another one of them things. You're a regular something or other of nine tails, seems to me, and all woe ones. But this one is. Honest injuns. I just come pretty near doing things out there. Well, what now? Pansy again, I suppose. Another quarrel? It's going to be. A regular flare-up this time. You know how long-suffering I am, as the poor heroine says. Well, ain't I? Marguerite laughing. I didn't say you wasn't. No, but you looked it. Oh, I know it ain't nothing new, us having scraps. But this is the worst ever. She's gone to limit this time. Poor little Pansy, what has she done now? Looked at some other man, I suppose. Looked at him? Say, if that was all... I'd simply slap her on the wrist and say, Don't you do that again, you naughty little goyle, and let it go at that. But she smiled at him and winked. Pansy did. Yes, Pansy did. I seen her do it. Oh, well, she knew you were looking and did it just to make you jealous. Jimmy, you're easy, and Pansy knows it. Just as long as you let her, she'll torment you just this way. Oh, I'm on to all that all right. But you're going too fast. Wait a bit. It ain't so much what she done, it's who the man was. Who do you think? Oh, some Johnny, I suppose. Pansy doesn't care a snap for any of them. She just does it to see you take on. That's because she really loves you. If you wasn't blind... Hold your horses, please, and hear his name. It was someone you know pretty well. Oh, was it? Tell me who, if you want to. I guess I can stand it. Well, it was that dude of a Marden. That's who it was. Marguerite, rising. Felix Marden? Do you mean to say he has been flirting with Pansy? Yes, with my Pansy. I thought you'd be jealous when you hoid who twas. Jealous? Oh, yes, I'm jealous. It must be stopped at once. At once, before it goes a step further. Sure thing it must. If it ain't, I'll break his head. 
As for Pansy, she'll find out. Send her to me. Oh, you needn't bother. I can give her all the trouble she wants. You tend to Marden, and I'll see that Pansy get to Wilton. I want to see her now, at once. Go and send her to me. You... you needn't be too hard on her, you know. Remember the pills she's got to swallow from me. I won't hurt her. I have something to say to her, though, and the sooner it's said, the better. He is indoor. When I get through with her, Jimmy, maybe you won't need to give her any pill. No, I ain't gonna hurt her. Go on, quick. All right. I'll leave her to you while I go push my fist through that blamed Masha's face. Exit center door. Jimmy, don't! Oh dear, I'm afraid that boy'll get into trouble. Going back to table, resuming her making up. I declare, real life is more like a play than the best thing Shakespeare or Clyde Fitch ever wrote. After a slight pause, enter Pansy. She is somewhat excited, vainly tries to act as if nothing were the matter. Hello, Margie. Um, um Jimmy said you wanted to see me? Yes, Pansy, I do. Motioning to chair by her side. Sit down here by me. Well, fire away. What is it? You'll have to cut it short, for it's almost time for our act. Oh, it won't take long, what I have to say. It's just this. Pansy, I'm surprised at you. Surprised? My goodness, I'd like to know what I've been doing now. I guess you know all right. Ain't you ashamed to treat Jimmy the way you do and him so good to you? Oh, he's been stuffing you with some kind of moonshine, the jealous old thing. I don't see what you want to always believe him for, anyway, instead of me. It ain't only what he tells me, Pansy, it's what I see. Haven't I told you not to have anything to do with that, Mr. Marden? Oh, ho! So that's it. Just what I thought. Jealous yourself. If he happens to like me, it ain't exactly my fault, is it? It's your fault if you lead him on by flirting with him. As for my being jealous, that's ridiculous and you know it. I don't care a rap for him, but I do care a good deal for you, Pansy, and I don't mean to let him get you in his clutches. Pansy, rising, walking to center. Clutches. That's good. Clutches. I like that. But you needn't worry. I'm more than seven. I can look out for myself. You can't. You haven't as much sense as a peanut would hold. Oh, thank you. About some things, I mean. Now tell me, how far has it gone, your flirtation with this man? Well, I don't care. If you and Jimmy didn't keep at me all the time, he ain't got no string on me, or you either. Marguerite, she has risen and now goes close to Pansy. They are down center. That doesn't answer my question. Tell me, Pansy. I want to save you if I can. Goodness me! Who'd ever take you for a vaudeville actress? You ought to be in the Salvation Army, rescuing fallen females. Pansy, aren't you ashamed of yourself? Heaven knows I don't set myself up as being good, but it's no sign I can't be decent just because I'm a vaudeville actress. It's acting the way you do and half the time not meaning anything by it that makes folks think we're what they think we hadn't ought to be. 
Oh, I'm not saying you're bad, Pansy dear. All is, I don't want you to be. Putting her arm about her. Come now, tell me, this man. Why, nothing. Only, well, he's rich, you know, and fine looking. And, well, I like to have a good time, of course. So when he kind of made up to me, I didn't exactly turn him down. I just threw him one or two smiles of mine, and it was just as easy. Then he asked me if I wouldn't like to take a nice automobile ride tonight after the show and have supper at a real swell joint, and as that notion seemed to hit me in about the right spot, I didn't make no objection. But you won't go? Well, I ain't so sure but what I will. I don't see why not. But I see. Pansy, you must listen to me. If you go out with that scoundrel, oh, that's what he is. I know him. It will be all off between you and Jimmy. What's more, I'll wash my hands of you, too. Now, do you think it would be worth all that, an automobile ride and a swell supper? No. You shake him, and you, me, and Jimmy will go and have a spread of our own. A good one, too. And will you, Pansy? Takes hold of her shoulders gently with both hands and looks straight into her eyes. Pansy hesitates a moment, trying to look defiantly into Marguerite's eyes, then breaks down, sobbing, and Marguerite embraces her. They stand thus for a brief time, then Jimmy puts his head indoor. Say, it's time for our act, Miss Poiple. Going on? To be sure she is, Jimmy. Going on with you right through life, just as if nothing had happened. Come here. Jimmy comes part way, then hangs back. What's the matter with you? Here. Reaches for his hand, which he finally lets her take. Pansy has something to say to you, haven't you, dear? Pansy turns her face away, hanging her head. Jimmy looks around at her, behind, then in front of Marguerite, trying to get a glimpse of her face. She keeps hiding it from him. Oh, go on, Pansy. Just say you're sorry, and it'll be all right. Pansy, say it. You know you are sorry, and you don't mean to ever do it again. Pansy, without looking up. Uh-huh. Sure, Ting? Do you mean it? Pansy, hesitating an instant, then looking shyly at him. Y yes Jimmy. If you'll forgive me. You bet I will. Marguerite gets from between them, gently pushing them together. Pansy throws herself impulsively into his arms, and he embraces her rapturously. Bless you, my children. Thanks. But say, we'd better hustle out onto that stage. I bet we'll be fined now. Well, if you are, I'll pay it. Skedaddle. Jimmy, going to door. Come on, precious. Pansy, running over to Marguerite and kissing her. Oh, you dear... Goes to Jimmy. He puts his arm around her, and they hasten out. Marguerite going back to table. Oh, dear, sometimes something happens to make a fellow feel happy, even in this business. I wonder if I'll ever finish this makeup. Resumes work with Hare's foot, touching up her complexion, singing softly to herself. 
In a moment she finishes. There. Rises, goes center. I wonder how my warbler is. La 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 la. I guess she'll do. Looking over her dress, examining herself in mirror, etc. After a short pause, there is a knocking on door. Who's that, I wonder? Another knock. Come in. The door is opened and Felix Marden enters. He carries a large bouquet of roses. Thank you. So glad you said come in. Offering her the flowers. With my compliments. You are very kind, but I must refuse them. Oh, no. Why so cruel? Would you break my heart? Marguerite sarcastically. Your heart. Which is all yours. Oh, chuck it. That don't go down with me. I don't want your flowers. You didn't buy them for me anyway. Coy, eh? I know your kind. Again holding out the bouquet. Come, now. And I know your kind. The kind that think women their lawful prey. And would just as soon send a woman's soul to perdition as go smoke a cigarette. Your kind. Yeah, oh yes, I know them. Felix clapping his hands lightly with a sarcastic smile. Bravo. I didn't know you were such a good actress. You are throwing yourself away on vaudeville. You ought to be thrilling the masses in an emotional part. I shall have to speak to some manager about you. Oh, hush up. You can't jolly me. I'm serious. See here, Mr. Felix Marden. You've got to call a halt. Understand? No, I don't understand. You must have a bee in your headpiece or something like that. Well, I'll put a flea in your ear, and it's one that's going to buzz a bit, too, and let you know it's there. You'll find that you can't come around here and rope in young girls that are engaged to be married and don't know any better than to be dazzled by your fancy manners and your automobiles and champagne suppers. I'm here to prevent it, see? No, I don't see. Only that you're acting like a subject for the lunatic asylum. I came in here to make you a social call and to give you some flowers, and you fly at me like a wild cat. Nice way to treat an old friend, isn't it? Friend? You. Not for mine, thank you. It isn't so bad when men of your sort come ogling old-timers like me, who know what you are and how to look out for ourselves. But you can't pick any pansies out of this particular corner of the flower bed. Why, I don't... Oh, why, yes, you do, too. Don't tell me you didn't bring those flowers for pansy purple, for I know you did. I'm on to your little game, but I've nipped it in the bud, so you might as well take twenty-three for your number and give us the benefit of your absence. You'd better beware. Oh, come now. Don't go to getting stagey. It don't go well with your complexion, and you're a mighty poor actor, so don't try to get off any of your highfalutins on me. Turns away as if to ignore him, but instantly turns back with an assumption of surprise. Why, haven't you gone yet? I thought I dismissed you some time ago. Well, you have another thing coming. I'm not so easily dismissed. If you think you can shake me like any little stage-door Johnny that doesn't know the ropes, you're very much mistaken. Indeed. I wish to inform you, Mr. Marden, that this is my private dressing-room, and that I entertain who I please in it, and when I don't please, they can stay out. 
If they don't, I have the privilege and sometimes the extreme pleasure of turning them out. This happens to be one of those extreme pleasure times, so good afternoon. So that's your game, is it? No game as I know of, but certainly my intention. Going to door, holding it open. I said, good afternoon. Felix, going up, seizing her hand and angrily pushing the door shut. And I say you are going too far and had better remember to whom you are talking. How dare you? I'll have you put out. Starts to go out. He bars her way. Oh, no, you won't. I'm not the man you can afford to make an enemy of. More than one woman has had to rue the day she did that. A woman may turn me down, but I'm not one of the kind that swallows a bitter pill and lets it go at that. I get back at them sometime, somehow, if it takes years, understand? Yes, I understand. You are just what I thought you were. A man who would take revenge on a woman because she wouldn't let you twist her around your little finger. Ugh, I hate and despise such creatures as you. For heaven's sake, get out and let me have a little pure air. Very well, I'll go. But there will be more of this. Goes up. More anon, I suppose, if not sooner? I shan't lose any sleep over it, never fear. She goes to table left, ignoring him. He starts to exit center door and runs into Miss Busby, who is just entering. I beg your pardon. Bows with a show of mock courtesy. She passes him and comes down. He again starts to go out and collides with Florinda. He gives her a withering look and exits. My sakes, what's the matter with him? Is he crazy? Florinda looking after him. Guess he is shown off. Marguerite turning and seeing them. Why, it's Miss Busby and Florinda. What under the sun ever brought you here? The elevated railroad did, as fast as it could scoot. I suppose you think it's queer me coming here like this, but I'm so upset. And somehow it seems just as if you're about the best one I could go to, if you be an actress. I don't suppose they're as bad as folks try to make out, anyway. Leastways, some of them ain't. I thought I'd bring Florindy as a sort of... Well, I thought maybe it'd look better, seeing it was to a theatre, which they do say are such terrible, wicked places. Besides, she was just crazy to come. Fairly begged. I just felt as if I'd give my head to get inside of a real, sure enough theatre concert, Miss Ma. Is this I it, for sure? Yes, Florinda, this is the real thing. But Miss Busby, what... I knew you'd want to know, and I didn't waste no time getting here, cause I hope we ain't in the way or interfering with your work or anything. Oh, no, not at all. Only do tell me. Miss Busby, who has been standing center. Florinda is circulating about stage, looking into everything. Can I have a chair? Oh, excuse me, how thoughtless of me, but you took me so by surprise. Gives her a chair. Yes, I suppose I did, but you see... It was this way. Florindy, for goodness sake, do sit down and behave yourself. Don't you meddle into things. Ah, I suppose I had not brung her Miss Marr, but she teased so when she found out where I was coming. 
Mm, well, I didn't think it looked just right for me to come to a place like this alone, seeing I ain't in the habit of going to theatres anyway, and... But you are going to tell me what brought you. I'm all on edge with curiosity. Land, I suppose you be. I almost forgot. Well, you see, it's about that Miss Wendale. You know, it always did seem kind of queer about her, being there alone, the way she was and all. You couldn't really wonder at it that it made some talk, could you, Miss Marr? No, I suppose not. But what? Well, you see, this forenoon, soon after you left, a man called to see her. A real handsome man, too, young and stylish. They seem to be real well acquainted, old friends like, and I shouldn't be surprised if it turned out that he's her lover, or used to be. Husband, maybe. Florinda, who has been at table right, looking into things, now coming part way down centre. I caught them a kissin' her. Florinda, nobody asked you for any information. Well, I did, and she seemed to like it too. Hmm, seems to me Florinda's information is decidedly important. Well, maybe it is, but it's her place to wait till she asked to give it. Besides, that's all she knows, and my land, it ain't nothing's very unusual for a young man to kiss a girl, I guess, is it? It's happened before. All is, it does seem kind of mysterious about her and him. And then there's that Mr. Smith, such a funny-acting man as he is, always pretending to be wrapped up in that book or something, but never misses a thing that's going on. It seems he took a hand, too, and him and that friend of Miss Wendell's almost had a fight right there in my house, and then she fainted away, and... Oh, I'm so upset! She fans herself with her handkerchief, apparently almost overcome. Marguerite gets small vial from table. I suppose you are. Here, smell of this. It may help you. What is it? Camphor? Smells. No, salts. Miss Busby, sniffing. Hmm, phew. I thought salts was what you took. Real nice, though, ain't they? I believe they do make me feel better. Thanks. Turns, sees Florinda, who has arrayed herself in one of Marguerite's costumes, and is prancing about, viewing herself in mirror. For the land's sake, child, what be you up to? Look at that, Miss Marr. Oh, that's all right. She won't hurt it. Tell me all that happened. I wished I could be an actress lady like you is, Miss Ma. Ain't that just scrumptious? You take that right off and put it back where you found it. I declare I'll never take you anywhere again. And what did Mr. Smith do? I thought all the time he might be a detective. Miss Busby, springing up, in great alarm. For goodness sakes, alive a detective? In my house? You don't believe it. That's my idea. Oh, dear. Mercy me, a detective. Shoe, miss? A lawman like puts him into the jailhouse? Yes, I've been watching him for several days, and I didn't like his actions. I could see plain enough that Miss Wendale was hiding something, and that he was watching her. I don't think she suspected as much until this morning. Then it dawned upon her. And what came of it? Goodness me, I never was so completely upset in all my born days. What if it should get in the papers and get back to Juniperville? It all comes from living in such a wicked place as the city. 
I reckon being wicked is the most fun. Don't catch me living in no country. They ain't got enough houses and folks. Land, ain't she a regular heathen? Marguerite, looking at her clock. Mm, it is almost time for my act. Please hurry and tell me what happened. I'm just dying to find out. Well, and so am I. All I know is Miss Wendell's gentleman friend left after him and Mr. Smith had the fuss. And as for Miss Wendell, she went to her room and locked the door. And is that all you can tell me? Every single bit. Florinda, who has laid aside the costume, now comes down. She is center, Miss Busby left center, Marguerite right. Maybe if you was to ask me, I might have some more information. I know some. Yes, a heap more you know. If you do, why ain't you told it? Because you didn't ask me to. Give me the dickens for what I did tell. Did you ever? Well, you tell it now, every bit. Yes, Florinda, tell us all about it. I wanted a snoopin', now, sir. But I just kind of kept my eyes open and I couldn't help seeing things. Then for the land's sake, tell what it was you see. As Gwanta, if you give me time. I don't see that our detective man made Miss Lillian go into her room and then he locked the door and kept the key. Locked her in her room? Yes, am. Just like it was a jailhouse. She couldn't have got out no how if it hadn't been for this child. I fooled him, the mean villain. He <laughs> he. What did you do? Me? I done try another key, that's what I done. And it fit. You let her out? Sure enough, I did. She give me quarter. Says she's mighty much obliged to me, too. Well, I should say so. And then what? Why, and she's skadoodled. Did what? She means she got away. Left the house, didn't she? She sure did. And that Mr. Smith? He still thinks she's there. <laughs> I done fool him good. This child did. You ought to be trashed for such meddling. I guess I'm kind of glad, too, for I don't believe Miss Wendell ever done anything to get locked up for. Do you, Miss Marr? Indeed I don't. She's simply the victim of some man who couldn't have his own way with her, is my opinion. But, Florinda, you should have told what you did before you left the house. Me, Miss? Massy sakes, then I wouldn't have got ye know-how to this here theatre. Land, did you ever see such a child? Well, I suppose there's nothing to be done except go back home. Ain't we go and see no show? Why, of course we ain't. The idea. Why not? Now that you are here, I'll write you an order for a couple of seats and you can stay and hear me give Tetrazzini cards and spades. Land, do you do card tricks? I thought you just sung to him. So I do. I only meant... Uh, well, you will see for yourself. Wait a minute. Goes to table, finds pen and ink, writes few words on card. Golly, ain't I tickled. We've gone see the show. She dances about in high glee. I don't know as we be any such thing. I ain't sure it would be right. Florinda is about to weep. Now don't begin your blubberin'. Maybe we'll stay, seeing it's tear Miss Marsing. I do hope, though, they won't be none of that scandalous cutting up. 
Pansy runs in center, fanning herself. Oh, it went fine. Marty and... Sees Miss Busby and Florinda. Excuse me. I didn't know you had company. Why, it's Miss... Pansy Purple. Miss Busby, ain't it? How do you do? Oh, thank you. And I hope I see you the same. You do? Dandy. Say, Margie, I come in to tell you something. Somebody out there wants to see you. To see me? Who is it? Mm, well, I guess it's kind of private. Said they'd like to see you alone. To Miss Busby. Excuse me. Goes and whispers in Marguerite's ear. Marguerite rising, showing surprise. I... To Miss Busby. I am very sorry, Miss Busby. But it is someone to see me on business, if you don't mind. Not at all. We will go right out and see the show. But I'm afraid I shall not be able to do my act this afternoon. I am so upset, and... Pansy, will you find Mr. Williams and tell him I can't go on till evening unless they put a couple of other acts in first? Tell him he'll have to do it, that's all. That I... Oh, well, tell him anything. Oh, we'll fix that, me and Jimmy. Then I'll send that party up, shall I? Wait. Miss Busby, supposing you wait and see the show some other time? Why, certainly. Of course we'd want to hear you. I don't want to wait. You won't never bring me no more. Yes, she will, Florinda. Leave that to me. Pansy, you take them in your dressing room a little while. I may want them here again in a few minutes. All right. I'll see to them. They can watch the rest of the show from the wings. You needn't expect me to get into no flying machine. Oh, no, I didn't say anything about the flies. Come along, you'll be perfectly safe. Golly, I ain't afeard. Well, if Miss Mara says it's all right. Why, of course it is. Ushering them out ahead, aside to Marguerite as she follows them. Gee, but ain't they rich. Exit center. Marguerite stands center, looking after them. After a moment's pause, meets Lillian, who comes in heavily veiled. Leads her down to right center, offering a chair. Lillian still standing. Thank you. How kind you are. I felt that you were my friend, and that I might safely come to you. Lifting her veil and throwing it back. Sit down. Lillian sits. Indeed you may, and you don't know how glad I am to know you feel that way. I told you to, and I meant it. I'm afraid you are in trouble? Yes. Great trouble. Danger, I fear. Danger? May I ask in what way? Of what? Lillian, shuddering. Of... of... prison walls. What? Prison? You? Starting back. Ah, that startled you. And no wonder. Yes, it is true. I may yet be placed behind the walls of a prison, though I have committed no crime. Rising. Oh, Miss Marr, you don't know how much a woman can suffer and still live. I have been through the misery of a lifetime in the past few months. I need a friend. A woman's help. 
and I come to you because your eyes tell me that there is kindness in your heart. Trust me, that is all I have to say. Let me prove to you that I am worthy of your confidence. Tell me. Let me help you. I will. I am in the power of a man who is seeking revenge. Once I thought he loved me, but I found him to be a villain. I was but a poor music teacher, he rich and influential. I was employed in the house where he lived, and when I told him I knew him for what he was, he took a coward's means of revenge. You can scarcely believe what I have to tell you, for it does not seem that a man who calls himself a gentleman could stoop to a trick so low. Don't let that worry you. I can believe anything of some men. I know a few of the very kind you seem to have been up against. Tell me what his game was. Well, a valuable diamond pin was placed in the pocket of my coat. No doubt my actions were suspicious, for in the horror that overcame me when I learned that the man I thought I loved, and had consented to marry secretly, was but a scheming villain, I was about to flee from the house in very shame of my position. But the pin had been missed. A hint from him caused me to be searched, and to my horror it was found upon my person. How I lived through that one hour I do not know. A maid in the house who was my friend and believed in my innocence helped me to escape. And that's how you came to be at Miss Busby's? Yes, under an assumed name. But I was followed watched by our absent-minded mr smith he didn't fool me much slick as he thinks he is sometimes i can see through a ten-inch plank almost and his little thin slab of a board was a cinch well in this morning things came to a sort of climax yes i had an old friend mr townsend at one time in fact we were much more than friends but my foolish eyes were dazzled by things he could not promise me, and we drifted apart. In my desperation, however, I wrote to him for advice, though not at first telling him where I was. When I did tell him, he came to me at once, and was there this morning. I told him a part of my story, not the worst, and he insisted that I leave the house with him, go to a lawyer, and face the worst. Well, that might be the best thing to do. Did you consent? Yes, and was about to go with him when Mr. Smith whispered to me that if I attempted to leave, he would at once place me under arrest. Terror-stricken, I told Mr. Townsend to go, that I would wait till another day, and made him leave me. Then I went to my room, and... I was locked in. By that pesky Smith, of course. I could shake the daylights out of him, and I may do it yet. But our little black jewel came to the rescue. Yes, Florinda opened the door, and I came to you. I didn't like to go to Mr. Townsend at first. I did not know which way to turn, except to take you at your word, and ask your advice and help. And you did the proper thing. I'm right in my element in the scrap, and I took a fancy to you at the first. You didn't hold off when you found I was an actress, and I surmised that 
You was in for it and might need a friend sooner or later. Well, it's sooner. But Miss Marguerite is on the job. Now as to this man, the villain in the play, how to foil him, that's the question. If this was a made-up melodrama, he would be sure to get his just desserts in another act or so, but it happens to be the real thing, and so it's not so easy. But we'll get the best of him yet. Just you let me get on his track. The thing is, where can he be found, and how can I get at him? But I am afraid. There is so much against me, and I feel sure he will have no mercy. He is a proud man, and what I said to him made him swear that he would make me get on my knees to him and beg his pardon. But I would die first. I should say so, but I don't think it will be necessary. We'll have to meet him on his own ground and see if we can't catch him in his own kind of trap. But how? You don't even know him. But I know men in general, and his kind in particular. Remember, I've had some experience with the creatures, and know what kind of bait to use. It may take a little time, but it will be worthwhile, and the climax will be worth waiting for. What I want you to do is give me his name and address. I'll find some way to meet him and make him sweet on me, and then... See? Lillian has been seated left. Marguerite is center. She now goes to table, gets small piece of paper or card, and pencil or pen. You write it down for me. Lillian goes to table, sits, writes a few words, gives her the paper. Enter Pansy. Oh, you're still here. What do you think? There's another caller. I don't see how so many folks got in behind. This one wouldn't, only I happened to be near the stage door and heard him ask for Miss Marr. And as I happened to know who he was, and that he was a friend of this lady's, I got the man at the door to let him in. A friend of mine? Who? Mr. Townsend. Here? Why, how did he find out? Oh, he went back to Miss Busby's, smelt a rat, and followed the trail till he fetched up here. Seems he had an idea she'd come right to you, Margie. Now I will tell him all. Just what you ought to have done in the first place, if you know he's all right. I would trust him with my life. Hmm, well, that's all right, if he isn't too heavily insured. A man's a man, you know. But they ain't all alike. There's my Jimmy. Well, show him in. Who? Jimmy? No, no, Mr. Townsend. Oh, sure. I'll show him in. And if he ain't the real cheese, I'll leave it up to you to show him up. Exit. Oh, I wonder how it will all end. Pshaw, if we knew how a play was going to end, twouldn't be any fun watching it. Just you try not to worry and leave it to fate, the greatest playwright that ever stirred folks up in a plot, to see that it comes out as it ought to. Looks out, center door. Here he comes. Enter Jerome. He sees Lillian, at once goes to her, and is about to embrace her when she makes a sign and he sees Marguerite. Go on, don't mind me. It's my cue to look the other way, and I always follow stage directions. She turns her face so that she cannot see them. Jerome kisses Lillian. Tell me when. <laughs> now. All right. Lillian shyly. 
Jerome, Mr. Townsend, this is my friend, Miss Ma. They shake hands. I've just been hearing about you, Mr. Townsend. This young lady needs somebody to look after her, and I think you look like the man for the job. Excuse me, I mean, who deserves the honor? I am certainly the willing one. My application has been in for some time, and if she doesn't award me the contract, I shall think there is a higher bidder. Jerome, you know... I know you have kept me waiting long enough, Miss Contrary, and that the time has come when I'm going to have something to say. It shall be as you wish. Only, you don't know all, Jerome. But I mean to tell you, at once. Tell me you love me, and that's all I ask. They are left, absorbed in each other. Marguerite, who is right center, now carelessly glances at the paper on which Lillian has written, utters an exclamation of surprise. They turn and look at her. What is it? Oh, nothing, only I... Well, things are coming faster than I expected. As for that little matter we were just talking about, Miss Wendale, don't worry. I think I see my way out. That is, our way. Lillian going to center. But what do you mean? What has happened? Never mind, you will know soon. All is, I ask you to leave things to me, and I think I can promise results. To herself, again looking at paper. Well, if that don't take the cake. Miss Marr, you speak in riddles, and in fact, I am pretty much at sea as to the whole thing. Don't you think it is about time I came in for a little information? I certainly do, and Miss Wendale is the one to give it to you. Miss Wendale, take him aside somewhere and tell him the whole business. Then tonight, by eleven o'clock, both of you meet me at Miss Busby's. I may have something to tell you. At Miss Busby's? But I... you see, Mr. Smith may... Don't you fret about Mr. Smith. We want him to be there, too, and a few others. Just see that you are, and I'll attend to the rest of it. But you are sure? That no harm will come to you, so I want you to trust me. I will. Goes and gives her her hand. And so will I. I don't know what it is all about. But I do believe that you know what you are doing, and that my little girl here is safe in your hands. You can just bet she is, and what's more, when I start out to do a thing, I generally most always do it. And you're an actress? Mm, well, opinions might differ on that point. At least I can gurgle a tune or two and wear a few clothes. How can we ever repay you? Pay? Just you wait till I've done something. But if I do it, why, when it's over, you can give me a piece of your wedding cake to dream on. That'll be sufficient. And now I guess I'll have to ask you to, well, in plain words, to get out. It's not very polite, I know, but you've got a few things to talk over and I've got plenty to do, so if you don't mind... Why, of course not. We ought to have gone before. We will see you tonight. Sure as fate. 
Goodbye. Gives him her hand. He goes up. Lillian goes to her. Goodbye, and don't worry. I'll try not to. You're so good. Kisses her. Jerome and Lillian go out center. Marguerite stands looking after them. I declare they got me going. I didn't know I could be such a mush. She has previously laid the piece of paper on table, now goes and takes it up, looks at it, smiling significantly. After a moment's pause, goes to door, calls. Jimmy! Hey, Jimmy, come here a minute. Enter Jimmy. Want me? Wouldn't call you if it didn't. Where's Pansy? Oh, she's out there with the bunch. That Marden fellow is still hanging around, and some of the goyles are jollying him. He's got to cash, you know. He's got his eye on my pansy, but she's going to give him the call down good and hard. What do you think? He asked her to go and take a ride with him in his auto tonight and a supper afterwards. I've got a notion to punch his face. Not yet a while. Pansy is going out with him for that ride first. What? That's what I said, Jimmy. You want to help the good cause along, don't you? What good cause? Never mind now. Just take my word for it. It is a good one. And leave it to me. I want to see Pansy a minute. You may know what you're driving at, but I'm blessed if I let Pansy go out with that masher. Why, only a little while ago, you told her she mustn't, and made the dickens of a fuss. I know, but things have happened since then. Go and call her. Oh, well... I suppose I'll have to, but if you ain't the limit. Goes to center door. There she is. Say, Pansy. Hey, there. Come here. Pansy runs in. Well, what? Miss Ma wants you. Now what have I done? Nothing, Pansy. It's something I want you to do. Well, fire away. Anything you say. Wait a jiffy, till you hear what tis. I ain't quite made up my mind to it yet. Pshaw, I ain't afraid. Margie knows what she's about. I'll promise before him to the half of me queendom. Speak on. I want you to take that automobile ride with Marden tonight and... You? Oh, go on. You're jollying. No, I mean it. But you just told me I mustn't. And after the calling down you gave me, I was prepared to turn him down so good and hard that he wouldn't bother me again for one while. Then you haven't told him yet. Why, no, but I was just a-going to. Then go and tell him you will go. Be nice to him and pull the wool over his eyes. But what for? I guess you've gone daffy or something. But if I do it... What then? Bring him to the house, to Miss Busby's, by eleven o'clock tonight and see what happens. Well, if you don't beat the Dutch, shall I, Jimmy? It's beyond me. If she says... I do say, and I depend upon you, Pansy. Get him there by hook or crook. If you care for me and want to do something good, trust me and don't fail. Seeing Jimmy knows and all, I will. Good. You won't regret it. 
consider it done. Here goes for my new role of siren. Puts on a sentimental smile and a coquettish manner. Throws a kiss to Jimmy. Waves her hand at Marguerite and exits. And I suppose I've got to grin and bear it. All right, I'll try, but it's the hardest part I ever played. But it will be the best, Jimmy. Believe me. I do. Tingling, the coitin's up. Proceed. Exit. Marguerite goes up, looks after him a moment, then crosses to right, takes the slip of paper from table and looks at it. Felix Marden. <laughs> oh, it's dead easy. <laughs> Falls into chair, laughing heartily. Curtain. End of Act Two.